What's up, guys? I'm Tim Geddes. These are the coolest dudes in video games, Colin Moriarty and Greg Miller. Hey, that Tim. That over there is Alfredo Diaz for the first time joining <laughs> us for the first ever episode 12 of Kind of Funny Games cast. The first and last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first and last episode 12. There'll be another dozen. No, Sorry, that's not how numbers work. Yeah, no, <laughs> there will not be another episode 12. <laughs> what about yeah. when we do volume two of the games cast? It's no, not a book. It's not how Ponish. it works. Mm, no. I'd love to focus more on your boring stuff, but mm-hmm. instead I'm here looking at Simple Mind in EP by Peach. Damn. At bit.ly slash Peach Goblin. Mm-hmm. You remember this from last game's cast? Yes, last week we talked about him. He's, again, the homie of Alfredo. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, um, except for the time he spilled my drink on me. And then Peach, you spilled your drink, drink on me. He you. spilled my drink on me and it said that I did it. What a, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. That sounds pretty <laughs> goblin-esque. If you missed it last time, Peach over there is, they went to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames yep. supported us at the $3,000 level for a month of shoutouts. Mm. So this is his second shoutout here. You go to bit, bit.ly slash peachgoblin. If I say bit.ly, people understand to go bit period. bit.ly slash P-E-A-C-H. Yeah, but I'm wondering if does does the general public understand when they hear bit.ly? Probably not. B-I-T slash Peach Goblin. But so last time we told you it was was music I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to take my word for it anymore. Other kind of funny people have gone there. They've gone into the comments. They've said things such as like this. Kind of funny game sent me here. Really good tracks. Keep it up, said PewDiePie, which I don't think is a real PewDiePie. PewDiePie. (laughs) PewDiePie, kind of funny fan. Chris says, also sent here by Greg, not bad. Mega Tarad said, nice, light sound, man. Good rhythm and very clear. Nice work. Some of it is even kind of funny. Damn! Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even if you don't, even if you hate, there's a guy in here who doesn't even like rap music. He just, he showed, he came by to support people, though. Yeah, so just, yeah, here it is. This is Pi Blockon. Was sent over by the games cast. While rap slash hip hop is not my thing, I do admire you for creating content and supporting content creators. I will say the piano at the end of Razor is top notch. Loved it. Keep up the hard work, man. I support people that support people. Mm, yeah. That's cool. I support mm. people who That's support That's what we're people doing people here. Support people. Yeah. With Beach. Yeah. 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 We're supporting us. We support us. Solid beats. Man. I like Content this. creators. Of course, the album is free over there. You go, you download it, you enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bitly slash Peach Goblin. Yes. That's B I T. Dot L-Y now, they understand slash. that. I three times. Goblin. P E A C H G O B L I N. Yes, yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, to get into the rigmarole here, this is the kind of funny games cast where every week we talk about all the fun, cool video game stuff that we want to talk about. The only difference is now that we have Alfredo with us, mm-hmm. he's going to be joining us. He's going to be a, a regular guest. Like, maybe not every episode, yeah. but when he's not busy streaming over at twitch.tv slash. The Alfredo. No, 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 no. No, no. What? Twitch.tv slash Alfredo Plays. Yeah. You can find him on Twitter at twitter.com slash the Alfredo Plays. Full-time streamer now. Yeah, so it's fun. So Alfredo recently left IGN to pursue his dreams of playing video games. Which sounds weird. It's really weird. But uh, it's, it's going to be a good time. He's going to be over here a lot. Yeah. And uh, he's going to be streaming for us on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games all yeah. the time. We're yeah. giving you it's guys them, them night streams and weekend streams. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you're a good man. In our, in our off hours, mm-hmm. as they call them. So I'm, I'm really excited about this. We're also just going to do a little something different today on the <gasps> show. Because well, f- first off, to go shirtless. back to, back to the rigmarole. We're not we're doing, doing shirtless. shirtless. Now that Alfredo's here, the shirts come off. Alfredo, I'll do it. Last topic, we're doing a shirtless. All right. So this show breaks up topic by topic over on YouTube Monday through Thursday. Full episode Friday on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Also on iTunes and SoundCloud, kind of funny games. But you can get it early over at patreon.com slash kind of funny games. But what we're doing differently today is instead of having just four topics, we're still going to have four topics. 
Sounds but, groundbreaking. But two of the topics, <laughs> the last two topics, last week we're like, yo, we want to talk to the audience. Mm. Actually, every single topic this week is from the audience in Say some what? way. Yeah. So the first topic is from Patreon. Okay. The se- second topic, we're going to do a whole topic on one person's question because it's like a really good long topic. But then I got a lot of, a lot of questions from people that we need to answer. Some of them are geared towards Alfredo and your taste, and some are geared towards the okay. group. So one topic's going to be questions to Alfredo, one's questions to the group. This is going to be fun. Let's get into it. Topic number one. Kevin, this is topic number one. You were very worried about this beforehand. I was more worried about topic number two. Topic yeah, number he, one, he got Kevin. this. He got this. So this is from our friend Kenny Char. I think that's how you say it. It is. That's right. Over on patreon.com slash games. If you want your topic, go over there. You can do it, too. The topic is persistent online mode. It seems like more and more games are coming out that are constantly online, which I find to be quite disheartening. It seems like a great deal of game-breaking bugs recently are related to online connectivity, not to mention there are a number of AAA games out there, most notably Watch Dogs, that are forcing you to interact with other players, which as a mostly solo player, I hate. What are your guys' views on persistently online games, and do you think it's just a fad, or is it here to stay? Thanks, and kinda... Funny! Hey. He gets it. See, yeah, he understands, yeah. Colin. He yeah. understands. Yeah, he gets it. Someone someone out there gets it. If it'll be a fad, gentlemen, remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. What? It's going to be around. Kind Persistent of. Persistent online work. Oh, I thought you were going to say I'm, the kind I'm, of funny chant. Kind of funny I was like, no, it's not going to be a thing. <laughs> it's going to be a thing. Now that people know you don't like it, it's definitely going to be a thing. Mm, yeah. people are gonna That's my move. <laughs> you've, played it, you've played your move so many times in front of people, though. Now they know. Mm-hmm. They're going to badger you with it. Nah, You'll yes, be at the proctologist, and they'll come running in and screaming at oh, you. God. Doctor's got a finger in my ass, and he's all like... <laughs> he whispers in IGN, yeah, Alfredo. We could say oh. that. <laughs> Are you saying what the fuck you want here? It's great. Yeah, yeah. I just realized that. Say something. Fuck. Say something. Shit, yeah. dude. Yeah, Fredo it's nice. It. Shit, dude, yeah. Penises. This is, <laughs> when, when the E3 rolled around where they did the Watch Dogs, and it was like, oh, Watch Dogs are cool, and then the next E3 rolled around, they had Watch Dogs and a whole bunch of other games, it seemed like this was going to be quote-unquote next-gen. The fact that you'll always be connected. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel... I, if it's a fad, I, I definitely think fewer games will do it. But I think it's going to be a big part of gaming going forward. That idea that you're connected to someone at all times. That all this stuff's happening. Because the first step was Xbox Live. In consoles. Xbox Live. Then PlayStation Network. You look at what Steam does, right? I can't... I'm, I don't even have Steam open, I think. And then I start getting chat messages from people and all these different things. Mm-hmm. I yep. think trying to bring people into your games is what people want to do. Not yeah, me necessarily. I definitely don't think it's a fad in the sense that it's not going away. Yeah, I disagree with that. Yeah, like I agree. it's definitely. A, is it a, a good thing? I think that there's there's good to be had from it, but yeah. that overall it's very annoying. And but it's just one of those things. It's annoying. But to, when it's done right, it's cool. Exactly. But it's it's annoying in the same way that last generation introduced this thing where you put in a, a game and it doesn't just start playing. Mm-hmm. Like every other generation. You played games. Now they're media consoles, and they do all these mm. different things, and that sucks as a gamer. But then you just kind of get used to, it, and that is what gaming has become. Right. So now it's just normal. Yeah. I think that's going to be the same thing with the online thing, where it's like right now it sucks, and everyone's like, "Oh fuck this." But, but see, then- what I'm talking about is like it, if it, if it'll turn out to be a fad or not depends on. I think it's going to be around forever. I think it's going to be the rest of gaming going forward. But mm-hmm. it, to the severity of how it's used is what will wax and wane. Right mm-hmm. now, I feel like yeah, it's being shoved down your throat a lot. But there's good experiences to be had with games that aren't doing it that way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, Colin and I like a lot of games that we play single player, Helldivers or Freedom Wars, right? But when you need to or have to, you can connect online. Mm-hmm. Now, even that skewed the wrong direction, right? That Freedom Wars is so tough at a certain point, I have to have people. Mm-hmm. De- Destiny, I have to be playing. Yeah, with. But, yeah, but that's you're kind of making your own point that's antithetical to your point because in Helldivers, your statistics are just like in Dead Nation. You're like, Helldivers 
compiles your statistics even if you're playing alone and that does that persistent online unless you are in vita and you're not connected to wi-fi so like what's my point your the point you're saying is that this is is it, there's a multiplayer component to these games that has some multiplayer connectivity even when you're not playing single player but what my point is is that this is becoming invasive in a game like helldivers because helldivers is connected to the internet even when you're playing alone persistently okay you know i mean so like because you were saying before that you think it's going to wane or is waning or is there not I, you said yeah the, yeah the amount yes i, I, I i'm just, I, i'm saying the fad the only fad portion would be how directly influencing yeah. it is mm-hmm. yeah i i think i think it's going to become more go more in this direction and become more invasive i think it's obvious um you know, a game like Drive Club, for instance, on PlayStation Four, is is all about connectivity. Even if you're playing alone, obviously mm-hmm. you have these clubs or whatever, but you can play the game alone. But there's still a component of online functionality. And even when you look at games that are on PSN or Xbox Live, and they have leaderboards, and there's um, you know big campaigns that are conquered simply by like adding your statistics to the global statistics and stuff like yeah. that. I, I think those things are like kind of harmless, but I am a little disheartened. I like that he used that word disheartened. I'm disheartened by it too, because what about people like me that don't really want to interact with people online on yeah. games? Like I don't want that shit at all in my mm-hmm. games. And, and, and it's cool if it's there as an option, but I like watchdogs is a huge turnoff because even though I think you could shut a lot of this stuff off, like people can get to come in your game and just fuck with you. And it's like, what, 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 what is the fun in, in that? You know what I mean? Like yeah. what is the fun in having someone invade your game when a game like the division is announced and it looks awesome but you have to maybe play with other people to get the full experience. It's like, well, why? Yeah. And, and and the bigger question is, and I'm, I'm not sure how you guys feel about this, is that when you the more connected your game becomes, the more in the more it becomes relied on an inv- a group of people playing it. In other words, games come and go quickly when the more yeah. online functionality is required. Look at Titanfall. You know what I mean? So that's a bigger concern, too, that might dishearten him as well. Yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, Colin, me and you are definitely more single-player guys. Greg's a little more, he just... Does everything and doesn't really care. I don't. I mean, I don't so play yeah, I was about to say like I don't know. From my point of view, I'm always connected, always playing multiplayer. But I see the point where like with Watch Dogs, I don't like the fact that anyone can just jump in. Watch Dogs is a game I just want to play by myself, to be honest. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think it's the way that they implement it is like what they really need to look at and say like you know is this too far? Is this not too far? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, games like that kind of force you to have like crews and stuff. I feel like that that makes things difficult for a lot of people who just want to experience the game. Like Greg plays, I know I always go back to destiny cause this is a big core of what I do. Um, but like Greg plays destiny, but he's not really going to experience like the best part of that game, which is the raid because it allows online it needs online and it needs like a solid core group of people right. to work together. Mm-hmm. And so it's, there needs to be balance and it's going to be interesting to see where game developers go with that. Yeah. I mean, I think my only real experience with it is the like me verse. Like when you're playing, that doesn't count. But why not? The Meverse, the posts. <laughs> yeah, that's not real online. No, but that, what I'm saying the is Nintendo like, it, 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 get out of here! No, 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 no. no. It's a bad way. So like it's, it, it was like semi-invasive. Like playing through New Super Mario. Bros. You want a stamp? You got a stamp. <laughs> yeah, Sign I'm up for I'm saying I don't like this, Greg. I know. But going through the world map and then they're like the like posts popping up and stuff. I'm just like. I don't like this. I think you can turn it off, but it's just like, I don't like that that's the default. Yeah. Like, they're just trying to shove all this shit down your throat. Like, just because you can be connected doesn't mean you should be. And I feel like it definitely is a, a case-by-case thing where it's just like, yeah, Destiny is only awesome because of that. But Mario does not. But yeah, that. yeah, that's... I'm sorry, go ahead, no, Greg. No, 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 please, please, please. This is going back to what I'm talking about. Is I think right now, it's this fat stack of games that are doing it. And then the, the more vocal we as consumers be, that's when it starts to fade out. It's not going to fade out. People mm-hmm. are just going to find a groove with it. Mm-hmm. Where it is like, all right, our game doesn't need to be this. Or they figure out a fucking way to make Freedom Wars and Helldivers 
able to go on as a single player experience. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's a balance. Give me bots that are actually not stupid. Shit like that. Yeah. I mean, so things like Titan. You play a lot of Destiny. You play a lot of Titanfall. Yeah. Like Titanfall was online only. Like, do you think that that was a good call? Uh, I think Titanfall was just. It's it's weird because Titanfall was online only, multiplayer only. So when multiplayer didn't, I mean, when online didn't work, the game just didn't work. And I feel like that's a scary thing yeah. to just rely on, you know, having your game always needing to be online because then it just did not work when there was no online. But I mean, does that matter? Like when if you're talking months down the line when it doesn't work like are people still playing the single player and all that stuff anyways or like isn't it such a like specifically with a shooting game or even like with destiny which is a shooting game like Mm -hmm. um does that matter because it the point of it is playing online with people no because then like when you go with destiny there's all there's a lot of people who play destiny just for the single player stuff right like they they like doing their things alone like doing their nightfalls or the weeklies and then with titanfall i mean what one of the things that you never really heard with titanfall people complain about like oh i didn't like the gameplay everyone loved titanfall as a gameplay it just didn't have much depth to it Mm -hmm. right it didn't have a campaign it didn't have many modes and things like that so yeah yeah i think uh, the bigger the bigger confusing thing to me is that there's two sides to this right like there must be some sort of data that suggests to developers and especially to publishers that I think are more into doing something like this that this stuff works or it matters. That the connectivity between this isn't just a trend, that this has been going on long enough now where publishers are seeing some sort of dividend being paid off by putting resources into making a game at least somewhat connected even if it's single player centric. Mm-hmm. The bigger question to me is if a game doesn't need it, then why put the resources towards it at all and have a more of a design aesthetic where it says... The game is single player and therefore must be enjoyed single player. Or should be enjoyed single player, much like the Order eighteen eighty six. For as bad as that, the game wasn't bad. For as subpar as that game was, there was no bullshit in that game. You know what I mean? Like it was just it was the campaign. That's what it was. And I wonder when there's issues with a game like not even Titanfall and Call of Duty and all these aren't even a good example. But when a game like Tetris Ultimate is actually a great example. Tetris Ultimate was a Ubisoft game, and Ubisoft shoves you play down everyone's throats mm-hmm. with every one of their games, except for the fact that it fucking broke Tetris Ultimate. And it was broken as of two months after the game came out. If you have a full friends list or a near full friends list on PS4, you cannot play it. Because the game constantly pings PSN to like get leaderboard statistics and stuff like that. And it's like, first of all, you have to run a server to make this happen. You had to write netcode for this. Like, all sorts of things. Like, why? Why? Well, I think a big reason that Ubisoft specifically does this is all the, like, social media shit and, like, the Facebook integration and all that stuff. Because whenever people play Assassin's Creed or whatever, you get the Facebook posts that are just like, this guy's, like, Brian's playing um, Black Flag. And it's just like, all right. And, like, that he doesn't know that his shit was set up that way. But it's just, like, it's this really sneaky thing mm-hmm. where all these like developers are just like it's promotion like that is advertising for free to millions of people well that's why i'm saying that there must be data that suggests that this is worth the problems that it must take and the resources that it must take to run servers and write netcode for these kinds of game ancillary game like assassin's creed has a multiplayer component but why is the game running on a server or like interacting at all with the internet when it's on single player there's just weird design choices that are being made that are frustrating to me as a single player kind of purist like i don't mind that multiplayer games exist i'm so happy that a game like destiny or titanfall exists that people can enjoy online for those kinds of gamers but i feel like that aspect of gaming is invading a kind of sacred space for like gamers that don't want that shit you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and that's kind of the bummer for me like when you fuck up tetris which is like something that <laughs> like game designer 101 or like programmers like that's like one of the first things they learn how to even make is just a Tetris game as, as many people tweeted at me to, to tell me because I didn't know that it's like when you fuck something like that up and it's really because of the connectivity issues that's a huge problem yeah. and that should be embarrassing like deeply embarrassing 
you know, to a studio, even if there is a commercial reason to do it, which is to say, like, oh, this is kind of being stealth sent to Facebook to remind people that Tetris Ultimate exists. Mm-hmm. That's the only question I have is, like, why shove it into games that don't 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 need it? Not for that reason, but because it could probably save you money on, on development for not even having to worry about all that shit. Do you yeah. think it could be just that more and more people, like, both... Like the consoles, like Sony and Microsoft, they're pushing harder and harder to have like better online quality. You know what I mean? And do you think it could be the reason just that like more people are online and like maybe they maybe they see numbers that like people play their game longer if there's more incentive to do something with other friends and people? You know? Yeah, of course, it has yeah. to be. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, they, that was the thing with the order, right? Is like the order gets it's short and it's you know an easy platinum, and there's no reason to hold on to it. So it immediately causes a deluge of games into the used game market that immediately Sony isn't getting money from. They aren't getting money anymore from the used copy being resold and resold and resold. So you have to give somebody a reason to hold on to this game, and that's mm-hmm. what Destiny was great at this time around, right? As it came out, and not only is it a persistent online world that you're doing stuff in, it's also like here's all our DLC. It's planned out this far, and like you have folks like yourself who are totally into it totally so many of our friends are super into destiny and just running the same raids over and over again the same missions over and over again just to be ready for the next drop here's the next thing i'm going to be ready for and then the the cycle begins anew and it keeps refilling and doing its same thing and it's one of those that i think to console players uh and first person shooter console players maybe it sounds like so crazy and interesting but it's just what MMOs have been doing forever. It's what yeah. WoW has been doing forever. Yeah. Like, well, here's your daily, here's your dungeon, yep. here's this thing, here's that thing, in motivating you to keep coming back. And, like, what's always not worked for us personally in the industry we're in is the fact that we just don't have that much time usually to give into yeah. it, right? Like, I love DC Universe Online. I think it's the best MMO of all time because it's the only MMO I've ever played that I fell in love <laughs> with. And I have, like, 500 hours in it. But the problem is that, like, for me to jump back into DC Universe Online, I know to get the next tier of armor is me having to run raids with people every week, every raid, do these different things to get the next piece of armor. And I don't want to do that. If they came out tomorrow and they were like, hey, we've added more – because there are so, there is solo content. There's duo yeah. content. There's all these different things. We've added all it all in. And with this multiplayer bonus, you can then actually make it worth your while. Because right now it's not worth my while. I don't yeah. get nearly enough marks as I would if I went and ran the raid. But I don't want to sit there and play – try to find a raid group, do all this thing, set all the up, do all the bullshit that yep. is to get a raid running yeah. to go out and do it's a it. Lot. Yeah. There is a subtle genius to what Activision and Bungie have done with Destiny, though, that I – the more that I, the more that I've thought about the game, the more I appreciate the game. Even though it's, I know it's not for me because I played Destiny for fewer than ten hours and I played it by myself. And I was like, well, the voice acting's fucking awful from Peter Dinklage, and this game's boring. And I don't want to play it. Uh, so I, I stopped playing, whatever. But I realized that it wasn't for me that I wasn't playing the game. But Activision made a gamble that is more interesting than Call of Duty in the sense that Destiny is going to be played for longer than one, two, or three years, probably. Mm-hmm. And this is a game that people can get into and play, pay sixty dollars for and never pay for again. But they have server-side costs and development costs, and obviously the DLC is going to be developed even if people don't buy it, not everyone buys it. It's a different mo- move for them than Call of Duty, where they expect that people are going to fall off of Call of Duty after one or two years and then move on to the next one. Um, and so I've, I've just, in a general way, like there's, a, there's a, again, a subtle genius to the way Activision kind of made a gamble, spent a fucking shit ton of money on Destiny. It didn't look like it was going to pan out at the very beginning when people really were yeah. harsh on it, yeah. and it has panned out beautifully for them. And it seems like... They knew something that we didn't do, like for for as much as for as much or do something that we didn't know about, like for as much as Activision gets shit, um, and rightfully so sometimes. Whatever this was, Destiny was kind of a, a stroke of genius in oh, how yeah. to marry single player, but more more importantly, how to marry multiplayer and MMO and make it accessible to console gamers that are not used to that aesthetic and that that design and that that 
kind of just like this is a platform now. This is a World yeah. of Warcraft now. This is what you play. You don't play your PlayStation 4, you play Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think that's kind of interesting, but it's still I still fear that developers are getting all the wrong signals from multiplayer games and I hope that I don't know man I feel like this year's the, the, the past year not like just what's happened in 2015 has been that thing of like this is what's fucking everything up it's what fucked Drive Club up it's what and Watch Dogs had problems it's what's fucking Helldivers up Tetris da 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 I feel like it's gonna rubber band back like I was mm. saying and that's how the fad gets smaller or whatever it becomes the movement yeah. I hope so. I just think that they're you know Tim's point about you play for instance like I just see like that they'll just cut through the bullshit anyway because they feel like they have to that like you can't retreat. You know, I mean from, that, and from, that, and that's when you get into the whole thing of like, though, that's Ubisoft, right? That's not a developer. That's just an example. Sure, sure, sure. You know, of a publisher that you know, because I mean, think about like the big publishers. Like, they're not going to. Sony's the one that's most that's the biggest propensity to not do online stuff with their games, even yeah. though they do do online stuff with their games. Like, I don't think that you would see a publisher release a game like The Order very often. Like the last game I can really think of of that caliber or that AAA status that was really just a single player game was Wolfenstein. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Second topic. This one comes from Twitter. Can I say something before you get in your topic? Oh, yeah. While we were recording this, uh-huh. we have confirmation from Nick Scarpino Uh-oh. that the contract is signed. The Kind of Funny Live event is in San Francisco on May 16th. That's a Saturday. It's a 21 and over event. Follow us all on Twitter. I'm sure we've been tweeting about it nonstop. Maybe at kindoffunny.com. We've put up a post about it. We That's should film a stupid commercial. Yeah. 316. No. What? 316. 316. It's on 316. Right? No, that's March. 416. No, May 16. 516. 516. 516. 516. 516. Oh, shit. So that happened two days ago. We need to remake the image. You all missed it. You made an image? We made the image, and it definitely says 316. Jesus fucking Christ, guys. <laughs> the event was... I left you alone for two seconds. Oh, man. <laughs> the event was two days ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, we, we had the, you got the date wrong on the Mega Man one. We, we, sure. Numbers, it happens. I, for some reason, I don't see dates properly. Yeah. That Like, when there's an error, I'm just like, oh, that's right. That's good. Things happen, 316. Man. That's what it is. I was excited. Dun, it was dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Bow, bow, bow. All right. Okay. So Twitter user Extra One Junior wants to know: Do a review of the first quarter of the year and if 2015 has lived up to expectations. So yeah, when I first read this, I was like, "We're not a quarter of the way through the year," and I was like, "Holy, Holy shit, shit. Yeah. we are a quarter of the way through the right, fucking right, right, year." Right. Essentially, I mean, give or take of two weeks. Yeah. What do you guys think of it so far? Both from a game perspective like playing the games and game announcement perspective or game news That's a weird thing to say game news okay i i think i think it's important to say what were the expectations coming in i think it was that normal thing where we're in the fall and everybody's like well it's a, a fucking first it's a loaded up first half of the year with all these games that have been pushed and i remember being like well yeah evolve and bloodborne i remember and all oh, the order okay and it's like those have come and gone now for the most part right and mm. it's just like I they my expectations weren't off the chart. Like I think when when did Witcher get delayed out of March? That would have been the the one first half first quarter part. I was like ah, and not, once that got out of there, I was like, I mean, okay. wasn't that last year that they announced that though the what, pushback when it got delayed out of yeah. March? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's okay. like so like once that happened, I really had no expectations for this mm-hmm. first quarter. Because yeah, I feel I mean I feel like we've already gotten a couple games. We got Dying Light. We got which came out of left field. I, yeah. I don't think people. I we had seen that at PAX and be like, this seems cool, but I don't even think we thought it was gonna be as cool as it was. Mm-hmm. And then evolve, which I know we didn't really get into. Yeah, you played it though, right? I played it, and it's what I thought it was. It's an awesome game, but it's just an awesome game that would that entertained me for like three weeks. Gotcha. I mean, did yeah. you did you get really into Left 4 Dead? 
Uh, I got really into into Left 4 Dead. Evolve is awesome, but it's it has the same issue that like Splinter Cell multiplayer always has, where it's awesome with a group of friends. Like you really you really have to have like you and your buddies being the hunters. Otherwise, it's like it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's there's more to that game than I thought there was. Though there's more modes and and is that going to have like a Titanfall thing where it just like nose dives off? Uh, it's just kind of weird because I, I judge a lot of a lot of like uh, game retention with like you know how well, how many people like stream it and stuff and just no one watches Evolve, no one really like plays or streams interesting, Evolve. Interesting, interesting. So from that point of view, from a like Twitch streamer point of view, yeah, I just haven't seen much like attention for that game anymore. Yeah, Evolve is Evolve, and I said it uh, weeks ago in Colin Greg Lab where I'm like Evolve. Just I haven't played it, I haven't talked to anyone about it. You can just tell it is not picked up. Like yeah, it is not caught people on. Don't people about don't it. care about it. Like it's it's obvious. You know, mm-hmm. just from we get tweets every day where someone's like, "Well, what, where is this? And why don't you guys twitch this and do this?" And I we we get no messages about Evolve. You look at the the game sold respectably on MPD, um, but it seems like there's no buzz. And and this is just more anecdotal evidence. If no one's twitching it. Then yeah, yeah. do you mm-hmm. think there's no buzz because they just showed? way too much of it like i feel like they had way too much to explain i don't even know why they made that game to be honest but it's like when they could have just made left for dead 3 or something but um you know i i I think there's a few problems i don't think that people understand what the game is i think i mean from a most base perspective the the box art is fucking awful so like when you see it in it is awful it's terrible box art and when you see and when you see it in when you see it in a store it's like all right like and i've said before it's like that you know, like that is a great game, but that box art sucks. He's talking about Resistance Three, and uh, you know, like it's like that's boring. Like I remember seeing it for the first time. I mean, this is awesome if you have any idea what the Chimera are and like all that kind of stuff. Well, who's gonna pick that off of the shelf? You know, Ali Moss is a great artist, but that's not a good look for your for your for your box art. So that was the first thing I noticed about Evolve. I'm like that is an awful logo and an awful way to portray the game. And I do agree that they had the game is more comp like the four on one asymmetric thing is so weird to some people that they had to over explain it. Um, and there's yeah. just other games to play. Like I, mean, I don't wait out into it being really complicated. You know what I mean? And granted, that works for Dota and League. And I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to knock games that really have a lot to do. But when you're sitting there to a console audience trying to explain the differences in each one of these classes and how these weapons work, and how I mean, it was like it's a lot to take in. And when your game yeah. isn't something fun to jump into, it's then you immediately start. What, what Left 4 Dead always did amazingly was like you are a dude or a dudette grab a gun and fucking try to survive make it yep. to the next safe house that's yeah. it over time you're like oh I like this gun better I like this gun but there wasn't like a skill to learn and how to interact with each other it was like you could all have shotguns and be fine you could all have different weapons and be fine there's different things to it where this one is so so about let's all communicate perfectly yeah. let's all do this alright you're doing that I'm gonna put up the bubble shield yeah. lock him in here you know what I mean yeah. like, which which from my point of view is, is, is fun and it's fine because like like I could just I have my group of friends or I just, you know, I'll just look over at Twitch chat and be like, guys, jump on in. Let's do this. But like a lot of people don't have that luxury. Yeah. And I know, I know that's <laughs> such a luxury, <laughs> but I, I know they wanted to take like a very, I, I appreciate the fact that there's like depth with like the weapons and stuff, mm-hmm. but the, yeah, the, I know they just want to take a very like esports approach to it. And I feel like you kind of, that's, it's a game, game where like people are going to try to do that and someone's going to hit it and make it work. But it's yeah. just like, that like was the risk coming tailored in. more towards like the common folk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Earlier, you're saying that like Destiny kind of eased console gamers into the MMO idea and stuff. So it sounds like Evolve just didn't do a good job of easing them into the it's like kind of MOBA esque. Yeah, not so much a MOBA. I mean, you look but... at, yeah, that's a great example, right? Of like Destiny, like most MMOs, right, begins with 
you can play up, what up to like level thirty. You can beat the game and whatever, be yeah. up to level twenty. I guess is what it was, mm-hmm. right at launch, uh, and like be great. And then it's like at the time by you get to that point, you've started to be, get like the breadcrumbs of working with other people and doing other yeah. things. And then if you're into that and you've made friends playing the game on the same level as you, that's when you can start going into these bigger things with bigger people. Yeah, I just felt like they gave too much away. There was like alpha after like yeah. alpha, then beta, then beta, and it's just like everyone could. I mean, I appreciate it as a streamer, like everyone could play it and stream it and stuff, but I just felt like when the game came out, I was like, I already played this game. Like, I mm. experienced all there is to experience with this yeah. game already. Yeah, I think, and this goes back to the point of being like, this is, it's a huge gamble to make a game like this because Evolve is meant to be a game like Destiny in the sense that, like, this is a game you play and you, and you like collect people to play it and it's a persistent platform that you play on. And when there's only, there's only so many players with so much time to dedicate to so many things. And when you have big guys out there like Destiny and Call of Duty and Battlefield, like, you can't compete. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't even understand, like, why, like, that's why Titanfall failed. You know, like, Titanfall is going to, they're go, there's going to be a sequel, but Titanfall certainly didn't meet expectations. They, like, the guy, we read that story last week where they were like, one of the guys was like, the biggest regret was that we weren't on more platforms. We, yeah. we couldn't that, be. That was why yeah. Titanfall didn't take off. Yeah. Just not enough people could play it. And, it. and there was no meat on the bone for a lot of people and stuff like that, which was a problem too. And I'm not, and Titanfall looked fun and it's not Titanfall my kind of, was fun. And it's not my game, it's not my kind of game, so I'm not going to, you know, to say one way or the other whether it's good or not, I don't know. But it, it wasn't a game that caught on because for, for lots of people, really almost immediately... I remember reading on NeoGAF, like even on the PC version, like where people were like, we can't, like they couldn't find games like after two weeks. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's a huge danger when you're stepping into that space. You better make sure your game's really fucking good. And then you have a marketing push and all these kinds of things, which Destiny did. I think Destiny, again, in hindsight, was really brilliant in the way it approached it. It went silent for a long time. It came back with the beta or the alpha and the beta. It got people in, involved in the game. People were really hard on it in the beginning. Then they realized what the, the hook was, the carrot in front of the dog, as it were. So I, I think that... I don't know. I think that there's, 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 much to, there's much to love about that kind of game, but... What's the point of making another one when you can't compete with Destiny yeah. Call of Duty? Carrot in front of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's running after the carrot, right? Donkey. I think, donkey. I thought it was a horse. I thought it was a horse. No, don't they put? Don't they put? A, oh, it is a it is a horse. Yeah, the, the dog wouldn't eat carrot. What yeah. do they put in front of the? Oh, they put a rabbit in front of the dog on the racetrack. Right. Mixed analogy. Yeah. Mixed metaphor. That's you understand true. what I'm saying? Got, you got to put the cow before yeah. the horse in this one. Anyways. All right, so going to the, the other games, other systems that come out. What what else has stood out to you guys in 2015? I think for me, you know, Majora's Mask coming out on 3DS was a, a big surprise for a lot of people that it even happened. And did it all happen really quick? I can't remember. What's up? Did that like get announced in 2015 and then come out? And- Not in 2015. No, okay. it was announced late 2014. Okay, but the fact that it even came out on 3DS, like I'm pretty astonished sure. that they actually did that. Finally acknowledging what's, the best. What's crazy is like I think from news perspective is that uh, I read a couple of days ago that's the like. But one of the best-selling Zelda handheld games already. And yeah, I believe like, it. I was at Best Buy yesterday, and they were sold out of it. And I was like, "Whoa, that's whoa. weird." So that's cool. Sounds like 3ds. I mean, yeah, you, you the order disappointed, but I mm-hmm. think the order. I think you know people watching the industry had their doubts about the order and how that was going to pan out to begin with mm-hmm. from the jump, right? So I don't know if uh, well, at least one person did. I don't know how many few people were thinking it was going to come out and be a triple A ten or something like that, right? Like I think yeah. people understood that that was where it's going. Uh, while we record this, we don't know anything about Bloodborne. We haven't mm-hmm. popped that in, uh, mm-hmm. in seen what's happening with it. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's been quiet. But I expected it to be quiet. You know what I mean? Did IDARB come out this year, or did we? Just yeah, play no, it it, no it, IDARB came out. This a, year. IDARB came out this year. This, and that's what I was going to say. Is there actually quite a few good small games that came out? Oh, that yeah. I think um, I lost a lot of time to Woe Dave, which is like just a really Whoa, bizarre. Dude. Super Mario, like Super Mario, the original arcade game mm-hmm. clone, uh, Hell Divers is awesome. 
Um, it doesn't eat your shit. Why is Helldivers eating your shit? Because it's broken. broken. Uh, Citizens of Earth came out this year, which was pretty interesting. Um, Ironclad Tactics was interesting. Like there, there were small. Yeah, Starships came out. There's, there's smaller games and Starships. I wouldn't really call a small game, but th- there are smaller games that have come out that I think are filling in the kind of the crevices nicely. But I still think Dying Light was the champion of Q1 by far, and I, I think that. Um, I'm trying to think to make sure I'm not like overstating it. Yeah, Hollow Miami Two's out, but I think Dying Light might be my game of the year so far. Damn. Um. Because I just that game really grabbed me, and it was such a pleasant surprise. This is why I don't even read preview coverage, and why I hated writing previews at IGN was because when I knew I was interested in a game, I like pre, pre the preview beats like my least favorite thing. If I could like have never written previews, I would have been totally glad to do that. Because when I'm interested in a game, I don't like to read about it or know much about it. And Dying Light was one of those games that I knew so little about that I didn't even know I would care about it. Mm. And when I've said before, when Greg described it as Mirror's Edge, which I didn't like that much, to uh, like Dead yeah. Island meets Mirror's Edge, I was like, oh, that sounds fucking awful, you know. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I played it. And I'm like, this is great. This is great. Great game. You know, mm-hmm. I can't recommend Dying Light enough. No, it's awesome. It, it's really, really surprisingly good. Surprisingly mm. great, I would even say. So I still think that that's kind of the champion of Q1. But things will pick up. Yeah, we're gonna get weird games at weird times. Like we're getting Batman in June. I mean, that's a weird. That's a weird game to get at a weird time. Metal Gear in September. Yeah, Metal Gear in September. We're getting big games at yeah. you know at weird times. Mad Max. Battlefield well. in March was weird. Yeah, Battlefield. Oh, yeah. Battlefield's out. Yeah, forgot about that. So how's that going? Um, it's like Battlefield Four, but a lot more fast paced, which I appreciate. I was never a Battlefield guy that liked the big conquest maps with sixty four people and all the vehicles. It was cool, but I was more like I like the the gameplay mechanics of Battlefield. Just give me a smaller map and you know quick to engage you know uh, scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, How many hours have you put into it? A lot so far. Um, probably like twenty plus uh, multiplayer and single player. Got it recently, but uh, super recently, twenty yeah. hours already. Well, I've been playing like the beta Young and stuff buck? like that. Oh, added, okay, so. we're kind of the beta. So okay. Yeah, that makes and the sense. surprisingly, the campaign is. I mean, it's decent. You know, it's a battlefield campaign, so I don't surprisingly, like it's decent. It's, it's you know, like I'm playing through it, and I'm not like, oh, I want to turn it off in terms of campaign. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Also, kind of funny games launched in uh, quarter one. Um, sure, that 15. has exceeded expectations. Changed the landscape of video <laughs> totally games. Totally destroyed. Sure forever. did. Sure, changed yeah. something. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, Q1. I'll say this about Q1. Q1 is has been stronger than usual. People are finding their niches to to release games at weird times, like we said. Mm-hmm. Dying Light would have not sold how well it sold if it was released in November. So it was a smart time, and I'm not even sure I would have paid attention to that game if it was released, you know, at in the fall period, in the holiday period. So. Mm-hmm. I think that we're going to see stronger quarters across Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4 are all going to be stronger going forward every year because I think people are starting to realize you don't have to shoehorn your fucking game into mm-hmm. November because it's AAA or whatever. You can find space to breathe and people will pay attention to your game, as we've talked about in previous episodes of Gamescast, if you find the right place to release them. So I think Q1 shaped up really nicely just based on this kind of changing paradigm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cool. So for the next topic, Kevin... Uh, we're gonna ask Alfredo a bunch of questions hey! from the from the community. Okay. We can all we can all obviously all right. join in on this, cool. but these are these are geared a little towards Alfredo's taste, which okay. involve first person shooters, Twitch, things of that sort. That's what so, I do. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna start off with the headline of this video: Why are people still playing Destiny? Ah, um, so a friend of mine, uh, a fellow Twitch streamer of mine, Spoon, um, Spoon, was like, "Hey, I know how many hours you've played in Destiny. Do you want to know?" And I was like, "No." And then, of course, five minutes later, I was like, okay, how many? Um, 950 hours Jeez, in Destiny. What the fuck? 950. So here's the thing. I believe it. <laughs> I play Destiny a lot. And 
Like, it doesn't mean that I absolutely think that Destiny is the most amazing thing of all time. It has a lot of issues. There's, there's no story. There's not, like, you do things repetitively. But I don't know. For me personally, I think one of the things that keeps bringing a lot of people back, or just for me in general, is the fact that at its core, the gameplay is good. Like, and it just got to the point where, I mean, it, yeah, you do stuff repetitively. But for me, I started playing it as a multiplayer game. And then from that point of view, it's just like any other multiplayer game, like COD or Battlefield, you know, it's just, you just, it's multiplayer, quick 10 minute matches, you go in, you play over and over and over yeah. again. So for me, that's why I play Destiny. And I think for a lot of other people, like who like single player type games, it's that whole loot system, right? It's that whole like, oh, the reset, it's Tuesday, it's reset day, I can do these raids again. And it's like, it's like, yeah, you're doing the same thing again, but at the same, like, you know, it's, you get to possibly get that weapon that you've always wanted it's the know? gear it's loot treadmill it's yeah. you're coming back because you're earning stuff I, I that carrot in time. front of the dog Ex yeah, the yeah, carrot exactly. in front of the dog uh you know the tropes of video games and why like at a core you do play them right you play them to feel like you're progressing you fill the fill the xp bar and then you get a new skill and you do this and so once you've done all that in yeah. the you know uh destiny then it becomes yeah well i'm so close to getting xers whatever blah 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 stupid ass weapon i can't pronounce and all these different yeah. things and another mode of light and all the, you know what i mean like yeah. it's all these little things and you look at your currency and you have so many different currencies and that's what it's about is it's about progression and feeling like you're invested in something yeah. that you've already made something destiny just it's just done a really good job at making like giving you just one more thing that you can reach for right so it was levels and then i was like oh you know uh there's a rage so you reach for that and then it's like oh well kind of want these exotics and right and then all of a sudden it's like here's this new event in multiplayer that you can kind of get into or here's another raid right with more gear here's more exotics you can chase and stuff like that so they've been very good at making sure that there's something there for you to kind of chase after right so do you have to play destiny all the time for it to still be fun and cool or can you just can you play once a month and still have a good time with it yeah you can play once a month you can have a good time you can mm, you can play and have it this is my problem this is the same <laughs> thing in the you know the topic of before two ago topics where i mentioned dc right that i'd love to go back and get more into dc on online but i can see what i need to do and it's the same thing with destiny i'm still like what level 25 or something so people are always like let's go raid i'm like i'm not at all equipped for that because i'd have to go in there and put in the fucking work to get to that spot to be able to go raid to be able and like there's just so much if you're not going to play yeah. as much as alfredo is or as much as a normal person who's sane would play uh if you're not playing you know every day every few days or whatever you're just never going to be able to catch up to your friends and be part of what they're doing yeah there starts to become this gap when you're not at least frequently playing it um, which is an issue. Like one of the big issues when the game first came out is that it was so grindy. It's less grindy now, but you still gotta put in a ton of work. Like I'm starting, a, I started a PlayStation character, and I just hit. There's occasionally a wall. Like I hit a wall. I'm like, well, I need to just grind this out until I can buy the gear, and that's gonna be a lot of hours. So yeah, that sounds thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next question comes from Hales Bells sixty nine. Hales Bells. What do you see the the future of Destiny looking like, and will there be a Destiny two? Oh, 100% there's going to be a Destiny 2. The future of Destiny, I would say it just needs to have... Well, they're, they're always refining like small tweaks here and there. I believe the future of Destiny would be more of like a social angle, right? Like you have you have these things where it's like, I'm going to do my campaign, I'm going to do my weekly, I'm going to do like my my multiplayer but i feel like destiny is gonna might start going into the the realm of like okay let's do stuff where guardians can kind of just hang out and chill 
like maybe you will have like sparrow like their like speed bikes like sparrow races right mm. things for like where greg can come in and be like well i don't have to do the grindy things of destiny but i can do this with my friends and it's more of just like a uh, casual thing um besides that i mean i hope they with the big comet thing next year i hope they come out with a huge chunk of story I feel like what's the big comet thing it's uh it was like leaked content that oh, yeah okay. that there's like their their plans for like later sure sure later sure next oh this year um yeah that's what i mean asking about destiny too that was like activision's whole plan right their like yeah. seven year plan had been leaked way before that's how we found out it was destiny and that's what it was called and all that stuff and that was in there then the mm-hmm. listing yeah that's the brilliance and again that kind of subtle brilliance of it is that they can release a call of duty and will release call of duty every year because that is the expectation even though it probably shouldn't be the expectation hopefully call of duty goes as we've talked to them more of a platform in the future with maps and stuff like that uh destiny 2 will exist i'm sure at some point maybe not on even even on these consoles because i think that they would be they would be insane to fuck with anything that they're doing right now like there's the reason titanfall 2 is already a thing and already revealed and already announced is because they have to you know like titanfall wilted if titanfall didn't wilt then they would have created more dlc probably for it and supported it more and made this thing a thing and destiny is a thing destiny is a thing with lots of people millions of people mm-hmm. and so like to say anything about a sequel even in the next three years would be a fool like foolish mm-hmm. you know because it seems like they have something that works just like warcraft works and just like guild wars works like it's just just leave it alone you know and release new content like this leaked content that was by the way i forgot that we we didn't we reveal destiny at I, uh, ign yeah, yeah at ign i was uh, i forgot about i mean i didn't write the story but i forgot that we actually yeah we were the ones that leaked that story that's interesting yeah, or not leaked. Did someone uh, what it was, was again the document had been or whatever it was? It was yeah. A, someone, someone uh, was that the iPad? Or I can never remember the, all this shit know, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, I forgot. I forgot all about that because that was such a long time ago. Was that on purpose though? Was it a purpose leak? Because mm. it was seven years. Bungie and they're all weird with seven. Anyways, um, with DLC, how's the DLC been for Destiny? Um, a lot of people thought it was a failure. Right. I personally thought the the first DLC was a failure because I mean it came out and it made everything else like obsolete. Like there was no point in doing the Vault of Glass raid, which was a big thing, like the first like default raid that came out, and um, they just introduced like a whole set of mechanics that just wasn't unnecessary. Like you had all these exotic weapons, you took the time. Like there's Destiny has a lot of issues, and one of them is like it's very grindy. You took the time to upgrade all these exotics. The DLC came out, and it's like, well, you can make them stronger, but you have to upgrade them all over again. It's a little bit, the progression is a little faster, but still, it's like, I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think, yeah, the DLC was a flop, to be honest. Do you think that they're going to fix that for future DLC? Yeah, they've even stated that, like, we are aware of what the issues were with that, and we hope to avoid that. So. That's what's so interesting about, like, developers watching people play their game is, like, the way they thought it was going to work and the way that it was received is always not always but it seems like it's often different you know yeah. like developers have told us many times that we've changed things in their games by telling them certain yeah. things in, pre- in preview events or whatever um, what was the one game where you wanted to use the D-pad or Guacamelee was an example where like I think it was like I was like why can't I use this I think it was that was the game where it was like I want to use the D-pad and so they did that you know and it was like and it was like that because they you're in such a fucking shoebox for years with this yeah. shit and you think that it's going to be like well this is the way we see it and so everyone's going to see it like that I'm yeah. always fascinated by that when they admit it, like wow we were wrong and we have to we have to fix this thing the the major thing they have to do and this is a surprise to me because I always assumed Destiny was on PC for a long time but it, it mm-hmm. seems like it's not it's on like you know the, the PlayStation 3 PlayStation 4 and Xbox 360 and Xbox One that should be the next leap for them I have no idea why that game's not on PC and like and like like wouldn't that make a lot of sense for them too you know, mm-hmm. to be in that space where people understand those games better. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they like shooters and they understand MMOs. 
So it, it would make it would make more sense for them to do that. Maybe that would be the next big move for them. Yeah. All right, moving on from Destiny a bit. Our good friend Sean Pitts wants to know hey. from all of us advice for an up and coming Twitch streamer. I was about to say, I was like, oh, is this all going to be Destiny? Like, my God, I, oh, I do no, this all the no, time. No. Um, Sorry, God forbid. An up-and-coming Destiny... Uh, nope. An up-and-coming nope. Twitch streamer? Yeah. Um, consistency. Yeah, consistency, 100%. Um, I would say consistency. So you, like, have that set schedule where it's like... For me, I'm like, hey, guys, every every weekday from 9 a.m. to, to like, 2 p.m., there's a stream. Then 6, a. 6 to 10 at night, there's another stream. And the weekends it varies. So like having that, and so that way they know it's like oh like it's like you're you kind of become like a show at that point. Where people are like oh it's eight o'clock time to tune in. You know, Alfredo streaming something. They work you into their regiments. Exactly. Yeah. So consistency, uh, streaming a lot of the top games and streaming new releases when those are released, I would say are the biggest things. Mm-hmm. And but honestly, um, I've seen people who have not really good like graphics on their channel or like really crappy audio, but have thousands of people watch them because at its core like if you want to be big on twitch just a personality a personality that people can relate to and can attach themselves to and yeah and you gotta just grind it out yeah it's not gonna be it's real life destiny yeah it's not (laughs) (laughs) destiny will haunt me forever um no because like when i started i started this a year ago and for the first six months i had like 30 viewers a night and i was still like six days a week writing it out but eventually um, you know, certain things that kind of just catapult you. Destiny was one of those games that just kind of catapulted me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a grind for sure. Yeah. What do you What do you think, Colin? I don't pretend to have insight into the way Twitch works, right? Like this is. I think it would be disingenuous for me to like give advice on a platform that I'm new to too. Um, my whole approach with Twitch was when I knew that we wanted, you know, you especially you, Tim, you identified this as a platform that is important, and I trust you because I'm old. And I don't really understand, you know, I play single player games and, you know, yell at children on my lawn and shit. So, mm-hmm. um, so when you said that Twitch was, you know, important, I'm like, okay. And what struck out to me at first was like, how can we do something different on this channel? And so as we've talked about many times, like I came up with the idea for Colin and Greg, which was based on my love of sports radio or whatever. And I think that the reason we're successful on Twitch right now is not because of our streams, because I think our streams are fun and whatever. We don't do them that often. It's because we have a consistent product that no one is doing on Twitch. You know, um, people are playing games and, and they will do it better than us. I can play Destiny on Twitch if I want to, but why would people watch me when they can watch Alfredo play it at a much higher level, mm-hmm. you know, and be able to talk about it more authoritatively. So I think playing to your strength seems to make most sense even if maybe it's not a game at all, because I wonder um, if there's going to be more success out there when, when you know, with people seeing what we're doing with Colin and Greg and start to try to emulate that, um, because I don't really think that there's anything like it. Um, and so that would be my only advice with, with Twitch, is to try to identify the thing that makes sense for you, even if it's maybe not a game, but a platform or a way you talk about games or talk about nerd culture, because I think that's what's worked for Greg and I. I think if we did what Alfredo did, or does... Um, and we we do that. We 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 played Mega Man all the Mega Man games the other day on the classic Mega Man games. And we had twenty five hundred concurrents the like pretty much the entire time. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were to step in and try to be disingenuous, I think that that's going to rebound and rubber band on me very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my advice is just do it. Just do what you want to do, and just keep doing what you want to do, and then eventually mm-hmm. people will like it. If you make the content you believe in, other people will believe in it too. Yeah, and well, it's I mean, like you know, you were saying like play the biggest games and all that stuff, and it's like that's great. That, that if you do want to like get those easy numbers yeah sure but if you just want to just do what you want to do you'll get do less you. numbers but they'll mean more 
Yeah, like my numbers are low, but I can take that. I can take that number and apply it to any game, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people like play one certain game, the numbers are high, but they're stuck playing that game always. You were um, like that with Titanfall for a long time, yeah, right? Right. It was it was a Titanfall all the time, and then like I had a significant direct drop off in numbers. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that hit because I want to build my brand and my channel off of just being able to play any game. It's going to mm-hmm. take longer in terms of growth, but that's the channel I wanted to build. It's a better community. It's more valuable. Everything about it. Yeah. It's more it's just, genuine. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Being genuine is important. I mean, Alfredo's being genuine because he play, really plays these games. It would be foolish for me to say, like, you know, Battlefield Hardline's out a game that I've basically done nothing but say it's a copy of Payday for two years. And then say, <laughs> and then be like, well, I'm going to play it now because that's what's relevant to people. That makes sense for Alfredo because Alfredo really does want to play it. And his mm-hmm, audience yeah. really wants to see it. What they want to see from me and Greg is probably something radically different. Mm-hmm, um yeah. And I, I, I think Alfredo can agree, and, and the way he's grown on Twitch, what's been rewarding about it is when you feel like you're maybe doing it right um, and watching our numbers grow. I remember when we did the Colin and Greg Live the first day and we had like 5,000 concurrents. I was like, it's unbelievable. And then because the, the you know, the je ne sais quoi, like the fucking something special <laughs> about like it being the first time, it dropped off to like 3,500, 3,500, 4,000. But then watching it climb like to five and then like 5,500, then you get to like six and then like 6,500 and seven. And it's like... And we don't always pull in seven, but when we do, it's not a huge surprise anymore like when it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, the arc is up. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, maybe pay attention. If it's important, you pay attention to the metrics. Mm-hmm. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think you should get involved in something like Twitch streaming, in my opinion, to be a big Twitch streamer. I think you have to nope. be true to yourself. And then if it happens, it happens. And if it's, it doesn't, it doesn't. There's a lot yeah. of competition out there. You don't get into Twitch if you're like, I just want to start making money. Like, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't make much money. <laughs> so yes. that's the keyword. Yet go support uh, him over at Twitch. But I mean, yeah, you if you want to get into Twitch, get into it because you like playing video games. I got into it because I was at IGN and I had a community that I really clicked with, and I wanted to be able to interact with them instantly on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, but something like Colin said that I just kind of want to have like I just kind of want to change the uh, the meta on that is that the you you don't have to be good at a video game to be able to be successful on Twitch. There's a lot of people who aren't that great at video games, but they're entertaining, so people mm-hmm. watch them. But the whole being genuine to it, yeah, you got to be genuine to it. Because if, you, if you're saying, you know, like Connor was saying about Battlefield, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to do a you know, two-day Battlefield stream because the game's out, it doesn't look right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing with you is I feel like you kind of have this, like, really special thing where you're good at games and entertaining. I think that's a rarity. I try. Like, that's the difference between you and like most of anyone I've seen on Twitch. Really, they're either pro gamers <laughs> or they're pro entertainers. You know what I mean? Like we're we're entertaining, but we're not like super good at games, except for Colin and Tetris. Obviously. No, Mega Man. Oh, Mega. Well, yeah, I'm Colin, good at quite a few. I'm games good at Tetris. Wait, wait, <laughs> I can go to the video. <laughs> to be fair, I'm a pretty good. I'm pretty good at games, but yeah, I'm not. I, but I'm not. But I'm not. But I want to just be fair that I'm not good at the games that are really relevant to the audience that is on Twitch. Exactly. And so I'm not going pro- to pretend. You, you wouldn't call yourself a pro gamer. No, he's a, he's a pro Mama Kuma pro player. Gamer. No, yeah. stop attaching that to me. No, pro gamer. Damn. I mean, he used to be a pro gamer. Yeah. You played yeah. games professionally. Yeah, I did. Period. Yeah. But I understand why you wouldn't want to be attached to that. No, I understand that. And that's, a, that's modest as well. I mean, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a level of modesty about that. And you also don't want that, I don't want to say stigma, but you don't want people to come into your thing and be like, I thought you were a fucking professional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, I there's always someone game. that's going to be better at that game than you. Always, yeah, for always. sure. And they're going to let you know oh, for yeah. sure when everyone oh, yeah. else is calling you a pro. Yeah. Man, but Twitch, Twitch, what's so funny about me about Twitch is just like, even though you guys are not that much, I mean, I'm only five years older than you, it's like, 
it really was the first thing like when people watching people play games let's plays and and streaming and stuff was the first thing that came to me where i was like fuck i am actually getting older like i'm growing out of i don't understand this yeah exactly (laughs) like i'm growing out of the the age where i get what is cool (laughs) with gamers you know what i mean and that was the one thing where i was like man you got i say it all the time you have to know what you don't fucking know Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and, and and own up to it and admit it and learn from it and that was a huge learning moment for me where I was like, I resisted. I remember at IGN when we were doing video or guides for a long time. I was like, I just want to write the guides. And they were like, you have to do video. And I'm like, I don't want to. And then eventually it was like, I was wrong. I was totally wrong. Like, I wasn't in touch with what people, how people were consuming content anymore. And it's important to stay up on that stuff, mm-hmm. man. Or you become a fucking fossil real quick. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin. Damn. You fucking fossil. All right. Real quick. <laughs> final question. Alfredo. Yeah. Advice on advancing in skill playing a first-person shooter. I tend to plateau at a certain skill and don't improve, mm. says Knight X Hawk. Well, I mean, I think with just any shooting game in general, you always want to find out what the best weapons are and stick to those, right? And then I would say for another, just other things in general, like learn what your weaknesses are. Like I suck when, like if you have a group playing FPS, you get close to me, I lose my thumbs. I don't know how to deal with you being in my face like that. So I always try to keep my distance. So like learn what you suck at and don't do that pretty much. Um, And uh, tip, (laughs) compensate map control. Like when you, when you have control of the map, you know where the enemies are coming from. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you know how much of the map you control, then that really, really helps you because I see a lot of people just get blindsided because there's someone comes from behind. But if you know where everyone is at all times, then it's good. Yeah. Practice. Stay at it. Yeah. Learn the maps. Just keep playing. It's what know? you did for me with Titanfall. I would say uh, think of think of everything as a play, right? So think of it as like, well, what could I have done differently during that play, right? Should I have thrown that nade? Or should I have charged like that, right? And uh, always kind of awareness, huge thing. Just always be aware mm-hmm. of your surroundings. Awesome. All right, Kevin, final topic for the day. Yay, you fucking uh, fossil. We're going with Barrett G93's question. Barrett G93. As we have PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo reps, in quotes, uses. I'm going to go with fanboys. What is the biggest disadvantage of each from the person that is a fanboy? So I'm assuming by this he means Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll start this off. Nintendo, what's their biggest disadvantage? They don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't understand what like their audience actually want, what gamers actually want. Right. So I don't even, I don't even want, think it's fair to say their audience because maybe they do know what their audience wants and they money, so it's fine. But they definitely don't know what gamers want, and they're definitely not giving the gamers what they want. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go second. I would say that just the Xbox Live Arcade. I don't know if it's still called that, but like it's not. the marketplace. It's just we don't have a lot of like small little indie games that are just fun to play, and we need more of that. And it, like, I primarily play on Xbox, and I get jealous of PlayStation and Nintendo because they have so many iconic characters, right? Like, you can make amiibos out, out of like so many different characters. You can't really do that on Xbox. Like, that's yeah. not what I get. Master, Master Chief, Chief. <laughs> blinks the cat, blinks the cat, yeah, blinks the cat, right? Like, <laughs> so I would say more more franchises that are just tied to xbox that i can kind of grow with you know mm-hmm. sure um i'm gonna say playstation network it's behind the times it's been behind the times it's, it's playstation 4 version in iterations better than ever sure 100%. but it's still way behind xbox live in terms of security stability options the fact that it the xbox at least runs and works 
I have Xbox, you have followers, you have friends, you have these different things. PlayStation, I go to look at my friends list, it wigs the fuck out and crashes. It's like, okay, great, awesome, that was good. You know what I mean? Like, there's that sense of, especially now more than ever, like, when we used to play PlayStation 3 and we'd go through the XMB and we had drank the Kool-Aid and we're like, this isn't so bad. It's Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) Like, whatever. You'd go over and see what everybody's doing. You felt connected in that way, but even that was clunky as hell. And now I can't even look at that, so I don't feel connected at all, which is weird based on the fact that PlayStation 4 was going to be this device that connected everybody again with, like, here's the page of activity, here's what the friends are doing, share play, da 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 Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't use any of that. I feel very isolated when I use my PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, it's funny in a way that... Sony's doing better than they've done since the PS2 era, but there's still there's still huge issues. I think PSN is a is a major issue um, still for them. Um, there's a lot of maintenance downtime. It is it is easily exposed by people. Um, often things like name changing is infuriating that you can't change your name after nine fucking years. You mm-hmm. know, like it's really incredible how fucked up I think some of PSN is at its very core that like they can't fix these issues. Um, and as we said in the past, Shuhei and other people have made clear to us, like, we know these are issues. It's like, we can't do anything about it. Like, we, like we, we're, we have only so many resources to, like, delve into the code and, like, really figure this stuff out. And they're getting there. 2.5, I think, is going to be a good a, step. A, a nice step forward. You'll be able to finally delete 0% trophies and do, you know, um, you know, put your game to sleep and then start up again and all it's that kind nerdy, of stuff. It's nerdy, nerdy PlayStation stuff that nerdy PlayStation fucks like the last one. And, and it, was, it was a nice sign for me in the sense that they are... It, I, they're always listening, but that they're actually like, starting to check boxes that like people yeah. have been asking for a long yeah. time, which is nice. Uh, but I think that that's a problem, and I think the bigger issue for them right now, even though it's not affecting sales of the console, is that they are not leveraging their first parties at all. Um, and I think Sony's strength over Nintendo and Microsoft has always been their first party studios, and and I, I'm confused why they're being so quiet. And and I think a lot of it comes from deliberateness, and I think that that's smart. The Last Guardian is a good example of why you need to be deliberate when you announce a game and make sure that it's a game and it's coming out. Um, but there's been a lot of quiet that is really starting to bother people about a lot of studios that have not said anything. Mm-hmm. Sony owns and they're working on games and it's like, well, what what are you doing? You know, Santa Monica, Bend, Gorilla. You know, is Sucker Punch pre-producing? What are they producing? Maybe a little early for them. Um, you know, there's a Media Molecule. You know, there's a lot of Cambridge. Like, there's a lot of studios that have yeah. just not said anything. And so I'm, I'm confused about, like, what what their plan is moving forward. But I think that their plan is that PS4 is selling at a meteoric pace without the games. And so they do not need to rush anything. I think that is probably what it is. You figure it's the antithesis of the PlayStation 3 way they did it, right? Where it was literally, here's an exclusive every month. And none of them sell because we don't have the time to promote any of them. And we don't know. Here's Twisted Metal. And here's Starhawk. And here's all these games that these people are making. And the exclusive in this, like... Well, what the fuck are we going to do with any of them? People aren't buying them, and then they die out, and then Dylan Job goes and makes mobile games. <laughs> He's like, I'm done. See you later. Like, that's the... It, it's it's Right now, it's the two extremes, right? Where it was... PlayStation 3, there was too many, and PlayStation 4, there's not enough. And, like, where the happy medium is and how you keep everybody happy, mm-hmm. they don't know yet. And yeah. that, that's the thing. Is like, you as a... What's their weakness right now is the fact that, like, what is their... What's their holiday trump card to Halo? When Uncharted's gone, is it just going to be like it was last year with the order where that when that got pushed and everybody's like, well, no. okay, yeah. yeah. There's something we don't know about yet about what there there must be. There must be a fall game. Like there has to be, like from one of these studios. You know, I just I'm just confused about about yeah about the messaging. Yeah, it seems a little too safe now as opposed to just being wanton like sure. they were during the PS3 mm-hmm. era. Ugh, Halo, that was ugh. well. That that's another question. Uh, <laughs> does Halo Five really matter? From user at Tim Gettys. I really wanted to know this from Alfredo. You did not ask Swear to God. <laughs> you wrote your own name, yeah. you idiot. Does no, Halo... so, so Halo, to me, yeah. 
obviously a huge deal. And especially on this show, people are always talking in the comments like, why don't you talk about Halo more? Why don't you talk about the beta? It's like, we just don't really, it's not our thing. I love playing Halo, yeah. but like, it's not my shit. Is Halo still a, a relevant thing in the ecosystem of Destiny existing and Call of Duty and all these other shooters? It's less and less relevant. I mean, it has its hardcore fan base. But I mean, like, you know, I, I feel like it's this, it's this very, very tough thing where I feel like Halo 5 is going to be important. Um, it is also going to piss off a lot of the hardcore fan base, right? They want true, like, Halo, which is no sprint. But I feel like... <laughs> You know, it's the it's it's the kind of the era of like it's like the YouTube it's the YouTube generation, right? Where people want sprint, they want like fast twitchy FPS gameplay. And I know like a lot of people want Halo to stick to its core where it's like, you know, what it is. But I kinda of feel like at the end of the day it's kinda evolve it's gotta evolve, you know, and it's gotta you know, where the media is and where everyone is at, right? Like you can't make a big game and not have it sell. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry it you know, it has to have things like sprint and boost and hover and like dash and things that you're not used to with Halo. But I feel like it's going to bring in more people. Do you think that Halo Five is going to last longer than two months? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Especially because they're very big on like supporting it, like in the competitive scene and everything. Like a competitive scene helps drive a game last, you know, even longer than it should sometimes. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think that Halo Five, if done right, if it works, mm. um, will. We'll bring it and we'll usher in a new group of people, a new group of players. So I feel like, yeah, it's important for for that franchise. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, does it look good to you? Yeah, I think it looks good. It plays well. Um, yeah, I played two versions of it. The first version was a little weird and wonky, but uh, immediately when that open beta thing came out, like it played very, very well. Um, at the end of the day, it's like if you want to play, it works now, Master Chief Collection. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you want to play old school Halo, like. The Master Chief Collection is amazing. You know, every single game, online, everything. Like, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Cool. Going back to PlayStation here. Swoop Dog. Swoop Dog. Swoop. To know. What do you think of PlayStation View? Yeah. Yeah, View. View, and could it actually replace cable? No, it's too expensive. Way too overpriced. So yeah. what? what is this exactly? This is their TV service, their little on-demand TV service that has channels like AMC, and then from there on, I, that was the only one that caught my eye. You remember the whole rundown? Yeah, they have, I don't remember. CBS they is on there, stuff, AMC. It's $50 a month. Um, $50 a month. Yeah. yeah. And you HBO essentially just get those channels. You don't need Comcast. Exactly. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, a yeah, way yeah. to cut cable, but it's it seems like too pricey when you compare it to Sling and other things that are doing similar stuff. Right, so. 20 bucks for Sling on Xbox One right now. Hmm. Um, it just seems like another kind of half-baked PlayStation idea, frankly. And that, and that is another weakness that we were talking about before. Is like they just have these half-baked ideas, like or ideas that they that don't come around for them and so they just pretend like they don't home. exist home was one of them now um now is a is a big example of that where it's like i don't know if anyone's even using it they don't talk about it very often they have like a little, little updates where they're like these games are now available on now but they i wish that they would just focus a little bit more you know just focus a little bit more people people are buying ps4 because they want to play games that's what xbox that's what microsoft shot themselves in the foot with so just focus on the fucking games mm-hmm. you know and let everything else pan out. Let your third-party partners like Netflix and HBO and all these guys do their thing. But, you know, Microsoft gave the ball away by doing exactly what maybe they're trying to do now. And it's a little ironic to me with Powers and with View and all these things. Like, just guys, like, it's this, back up a little it's bit. It's scary you know? because that was the thing. Like, PlayStation 4 was their gamble on gamers. And obviously, I was saying before they even announced that, that that game would pay off, and it has. But now, yeah, are they getting too big for the britches again and going back to doing all the shit nobody wants? 
Just mm-hmm. fucking make games. Talk about games. I don't care about view. It, you know, just stop it. Stop just doing stop. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but then it's always hard to say too because Sony is such a soloed. All right, there's so many silos. silos. I'm very tired. So many silos of content and things that are happening there. It's not to say that Powers is really distracting from anybody doing anything with PlayStation, right? But if they're going to try to push that, do they run the risk of alienating people who just want games from them? Who knows? But, that, but you can make that same argument for Microsoft, and, and it didn't and they did. them. You know, so it's like. I think that there is something to be said about not resources necessarily because yeah, power. What does power's creation have to do with PlayStation really? But it's about marketing. It's right. about time. It's about mind share. It's about space on the PSN. It's about all these. You know, like, I mean, it's all the way down to cover placement on IGN. You know, yeah. like they're promoting yeah. Powers, this PlayStation TV show, instead of like a couple days ago, I saw and Powers was getting one of like the featured things, and a couple spots down was some uh, Final Fantasy Type Zero review or whatever, mm. and it's like. That's a game for this game console. I'm pretty you know? I'm pretty confident at this point watching what happened with Microsoft and their meltdown with Xbox One that gamers want games. They do mm-hmm. not want these entertainment machines. They don't want them. And like it's cool that they do that. But, yeah. but any fucking smart TV can play Netflix. It doesn't matter. You know, yeah. like they, your TV can connect to Wi-Fi and play this stuff fine. Like that's not what pe- people want games. They yeah. want games. I am more confident than that than ever. And and that's what is so. That's what's so strange and ironic and so puzzling about PlayStation 4's meteoric success. I mean, PlayStation 4 is over 20 million units sold. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's an incredible number. The thing's been on the market for 15 months. You know what I mean? That's an incredible, incredible number. It's it's what two million away from GameCube. It's twice as much as Wii U. It's like it's like it's unbelievable. And they're doing it with 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 just a, a focus on games. So they need to mm-hmm. just keep focusing on games. And but the ironic part is that they're doing without the AAA exclusives because there's no must-have AAA exclusive on the on the system still. Yeah, which is incredible. All right, speaking of games, a lot of people want to know our opinions on specific games, such as Arc Five Twenty. Who wants to know? Uh, my light just went off a little bit, and that was kind of weird. <laughs> Light's having a stroke. <laughs> I don't know. Um, does the shot look okay, Kevin? All right, whatever. It is what it is. All right, so Cities Skylines. Yeah. Did you play it, and how does it compare to SimCity? I did uh, play it. Yes. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get super deep into it. It was one. Of, it's, again, one of those games that's mentally taxing, but it feels, looks, and runs a lot like SimCity in the good ways, not in the bad ways. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I want to get back to it. I want to do more with it. Uh, it's... You know, SimCity, the problem was for me when it was always online, doing all this gum, dumb garbage that I didn't want out of it, in small plots of land. This is, you know, allowing you to take over the other land around you, do different things, buy stuff. But so far, so good. I'm d- definitely interested to play more of it. Cool. All right, next up, we have GTA Heists. Have any of you put any time into this? No. Heists? Awesome. Yeah? And man, it's so late for that to come out. <laughs> like, uh, like I really was fighting myself with like I I put in a stupid amount of hours on GTA, but I was fighting myself like, do I want to come back? Um, Heist is awesome. Um, it's challenging, which I actually really appreciate because I mean you know you have four people, you have a handful of guys that play GTA and you're really good. And it's like you just blow right past them, but yeah. it's like no, it's it's challenging. Um, you 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 can get a well, I can curse. I yeah, can say it. Fuck it. So you get a shit ton of money from doing all the heists and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. so uh, it's good. Yeah. I Do you see it. yourself putting many more hours into it, though? I mean, I see myself playing through all the heists that they have now, and then just putting it back away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really replaying it over and over again. Cool. All right. And now, the last game people want opinion on is Smite. 
Oh, Smite. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a console player, but Smite's a MOBA, and it's primarily. You know, I mean, MOBA is more of like a PC term, but I am hooked on Smite. Um, what is it for the people that don't know? Mitten. Smite is Damn, a like that. third. That was fucking good, Greg. <laughs> Put oh. it on the board, Kev. <laughs> Put a one. Thank you. Uh, Smite is a third-person MOBA that is on the PC, but is now on the xbox well it's coming to xbox it's coming the xbox one they're they're currently in a closed alpha and it's just are you in it it's got yeah okay. it's got me hooked i mean and it's because of a couple of things it's uh i can never really like attach myself to the camera view from like league of legends and dota that top down stuff like that sure. um this one's third person and there's a lot of fast-paced like action um and their most popular mode arena um fits like a console player's like play style where it's just kind of like fast action uh quicker games and stuff like that and uh i think smite will succeed on a console because it's the kind of game where xbox players um xbox players they try very hard when it comes to multiplayer so and this is a game where they can really like dive into in terms of like learning gods and learning their builds and uh once you just get a controller into their hands like i remember playing smite and on my stream switching from destiny people were like oh what is this it looks so cool and i was like yeah it's my it's on pc like i play and what are you playing on a mouse and keyboard and they're like it's weird <laughs> and then the other time i plugged in my controller and people were like oh my god i gotta download that and it's like whoa it's weird that like that's you all know, it took. that that that's all it took that mentality mm-hmm. yeah so smite's awesome Since controllers are the best oh yeah Master fuck your mouse race. fuck your keyboard damn all right titanfall 2 coming back up from our boy Trick underscore 2092. He wants to know what we think about the announcement of Titanfall 2 and it going multi-platform. I'm, I mean, it's no surprise that's going multi-platform. Yeah, I, think I mean, it's a good thing smart, for everyone. I think it's a very smart move. I just hope that they, you know, if we get like a date during E3 or something like that, that it's not rushed. Like, yeah. Titanfall has, at its core, very good gameplay. Just give it more meat on the bone. Well, even now, it's that way with all the DLC that's come since then, right? Like, when you one of the final things we ever did together at IGN is when you had me come in and play that horde mode with you. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Because, again, I don't like being competitive. I'd rather collaborate with humans. It's like doing that and fighting the robots, and I'm getting XP. I'm like, this is what I want. And then you pulled me out to the menu, and I was like, what the fuck is all this shit? You know, this is everything they've added since launch. And it's like, if they would have launched with that game, it would have been every different story for Titanfall in that community. Exactly. Do you think. Uh, single player I'm hoping for single player but it's it's really weird I don't know maybe from just my personal point of view it's really weird for me to care about a story with giant mechs I don't know uh, yeah he hates Iron Giant yeah man Iron Man would be upset about this yeah all, all the stuff going on um, alright stuff going on last question what's a game you looked forward to and really wanted to be good but was a complete letdown Superman 64 oh man yeah the I order love that comes up, really? Yeah, I wanted the order. I wanted the order to be awesome. The like Rad is a really good developer, and has good pedigree. Rad, yeah, ready it's on. Rad, my god, I love that. And uh, but they, this was a big step forward for them, and I think that they were so obsessed, as I've said before, they were so obsessed with that engine, and so obsessed with the graphical fidelity of the game, which was impeccable. It's one of the prettiest games I've ever seen in my life. Um, that they forgot to make a game, mm-hmm. and. That's a huge problem, and I, I I was hoping that as when I remember when I first saw the game, I was like, this, and I, that's when I report, I'm like, this is not in good shape, and everyone jumped down my throat. Um, I was like, I'm telling you guys, it's not this game's in bad shape, and uh, it got better and progressively better. And when we played it at PSX, as we said before, I was like, I was actually like, I'm like, maybe maybe, maybe there's something to this now. Like this was a fun little portion of the game, and I was like, all right, it's cool. But then I'm reminded of Knack, 
which there was very little indication, and I don't know if you remember this, there was very little indication that Knack was going to be bad. I didn't think it was going to be... I was calling it. You weren't calling it a bad game. You were calling it a... a I don't oh. remember you ever saying that. I remember, I remember a lot of people being like, this is interesting. I didn't think it was going to be great. But it's very selective in the set in the way they show you games, and I'm I'm just much more guarded about that kind of stuff now because that the airship portion of the order is one of the best parts of the game. So they they that's not a surprise that they would show you that. And when I played portions of Knack, I was like, this is fun and stuff. Until you realize it's just not a good game. Um, but the order was definitely an example of a game where I was becoming hopeful that they were going to fix it, and then they got the extra time they needed. But they that's why I hope that they make, and I think they will. If you see the way the game ends, clearly they're going to make a sequel. Um, we talked about it. Spoilers: Vampire Dick Man. Yeah, yeah. Vampire Dick Man. So many dicks. <laughs> they they have they have the engine and now they can focus on making what they need to make, which is a ten to fit fourteen hour campaign around it. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Don't worry about the tech anymore. They were obsessed with the technology. They were obsessed with it. I spoke about this before, but Devil May Cry two was definitely like the biggest letdown for me ever. Because I love DMC one so much and when they finally announced two, I was like, I'm in. I pre ordered it as soon as I fucking could. Yeah. I remember walking to E B and then the guy being like, dude, I'm sorry, man. And I was like, what? He's like, did you see the reviews? And I was like, no. And he like points at the EGM. And I'm just like, I open it up. And it was like a 5.5. And I'm like, what? No. Out of 10? No way. And I, I just I was like, I don't believe this. Yeah, yeah. I just don't believe it. I remember I got home and I played, I think in one sitting, I played through about half of it. I'm like, it's not bad. It's not bad. Fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next day I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, DMC one's so good. This, this isn't. Fuck, this really isn't. And then I beat it. I'm like, wow, this really isn't. And it just broke my heart. I remember Brute Force was another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were pretty excited about yeah, that Yeah, we were shit. very excited about Brute Force. Multi, oh. like, yeah, just the co-op and everything about that, right? The characters, and that was just a total fail. Yeah, that was just, that was bad. And then I think the biggest one for me, besides Devil May Cry 2, is Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh. Where, like, good lord, I wanted that game so bad. You had to know. Yeah. You really had enough. No. It was, it's just like, I didn't. I mean, the trailers look great. Everything about it, I'm like, this is, I like this. I don't like Final Fantasy Nine. I don't like the old, like, weird shit. Like, I like this. The weird this, shit. This yeah, yeah. The weird shit Fuck is everything that happened from 10 on. <laughs> That's the weird shit. But, yeah, I don't know. It just, it hurt. It hurt real bad. Another uh, one, Spider-Man 3. Mm. Remember how oh. good Spider-Man 2 was? Yeah. Like, just the web, you know, like, oh, man, if they just make it look prettier, give you more side missions, this will be great. And yeah. It was so fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, Perfect Dark Zero oh, for Xbox. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say the original. Yeah, no, that <laughs> was Dark Zero. Really good call. I was like, damn, that was a mess. Um, and uh, just be- I'm gonna bring this up because I am Xbox at my core. The Master Chief Collection. Um, like you, that's something you cannot fuck up. But it was a colossal fuck up. That's like, why people I, should be really afraid of Halo Five. I think. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. That like, game just did not work. I play Destiny as much as I do because. Halo didn't work. Halo yeah. was supposed to be that game that I was going to transition to and it was going to take me away. It didn't even work. Like, how can you, you know, I'm sure this, is, of course, is not their intention, but how can you mess up something that's so iconic to, like, Microsoft? Like, console, the original Xbox was sold because of that game, you know? Mm. And it just, I couldn't even play it. Yeah. So. Let yeah, alone that, the fact that it is the original one. It's yeah. not even like it was a new game. Yeah. Yeah, that I was just, unbelievable. Yeah, I just think they try to do way too much. Like the whole UI itself was just like so much like work had to go into that, mm-hmm. and it just they try to do too much. I guess I don't know. But you're saying now it's awesome though, right? Now it works. Same thing with Drive Club. <laughs> like Drive Club was broken, and now it works too. But it, like the damage is done. Yeah, and I mean that's 100%. And, and I you know I was really surprised when Master Chief Collection didn't work because I had no interest. I mean I liked Halo and Halo Two a lot, but I'm not going to go back and play those games again. Um, but when I was like three four three did this internally and. 
they're working on the next main mainline Halo game, and that game's going to get slammed way harder than Master Chief Collection in terms of users, in terms of people trying to play the game, in, term, in terms of connectivity and stuff like that. And I'm like, there's every reason to be very scared about yeah. the way that game's going to work. But hopefully with their early alpha and all these kinds of things, they're figuring it out and understanding and identifying these problems. But this goes back to what Greg was saying, the you know, full circle kind of thing, where it was these the connectivity of these games is breaking breaking and, and the games and frustrating people at the same time. Mm-hmm. Of course, Halo needs to work online. It's not one of those games that you have the luxury of playing offline. You can play the campaign, I guess, but... I don't know. So I, I think I think yeah that's a, that's an interesting one. Drive Club obviously I didn't care about, but it was funny watching just watching how the complete meltdown around that game was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Twisted Metal is the last one I'll say where I was. The PS3 I wanted, one? Yeah, I wanted a new Twisted Metal so bad after Black, and I'm just like, please give me a fucking PS3 Twisted Metal. And then they announced it, and I was like super excited about it. And then as soon as they started showing gameplay, I'm like, this isn't Twisted Metal. This isn't what I want. And then it came out, and like I played it a little bit, and I'm like, yep. Jaffe's new game looks like a nice return to something unique and interesting, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Drawn, to, Drawn death. to death. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the first and last, Greg, episode 12. I will make sure there's another 12. My God. I will make sure. As always, I'm Tim Geddes. We have the coolest dudes in video games, Colin Moriarty and Greg Miller. And my best friend in the world, Alfredo Aww. Diaz. I'm here. I'm Burned. talking to Alfredo plays... One one of my best friends. No, it's too late. It's sad. The die one, one half of TNA reunited, and it feels so good. Eleven years of seeing each other naked. I mean, yeah. it's, things happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Multiple times. Anyways, please make sure you go support him over at twitch.tv slash Alfredo Plays. Much appreciated. He's going to stream all the time, every morning, every weekday morning yep. from 9 to 2 9 to 2, and then and every night, night, 6 to 10. Six to ten. Don't forget about calling the Greg live. Weekend, sometimes. No, but calling Colin the Greg, Greg live. Yeah. You should take a break. So what you should do is watch it's Alfredo a, it's from this nine. Beautiful thing. Where like where I have like a bunch of people in the morning, and I'm like, guys, calling Greg live. Where people are just like, all right, we're gonna go watch Colin Greg, and then they go, and then they come back like, all right, Colin Greg's done. Like, cool. Now I'm just watching gameplay, and it's like, wow, it's this beautiful synergy. It's beautiful. He is kind of funny family, and you should get used to him because he's gonna be here all the time doing a lot of fun shit, let's plays, and all that stuff. But he is doing his own thing, yeah. so please do go support him over there because he needs of collaborating. it. Um, and uh, is there anything? Peach, shout out to Peach again. Bitly Peach. slash Peach Goblin. There's some dots and slashes in there. It's bit dot lee <laughs> mm-hmm. slash Peach, Peach Goblin. Goblin. Go download it. Yeah. Leave a comment. Maybe your comment will get read next week. Yeah, it'll be fun. Until next time.